When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again. Thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Okay, I have heard my pro organizers out there loud and clearly. This is actually a question many of you have asked me over the years. I got a little reminder of it just recently. Um, I have been doing some one-on-one coaching with professional organizers. In fact, everyone is a pro organizer. A couple of them have been clients of mine for that come in sort of for a checkup or check in every so often that I've actually come to know for a few years. And I actually have a few new people that are thinking of starting, they're kind of gearing up their business. And this is one of the questions or topics that we go over in pretty much every session that I have with somebody at some point. And that's what type of paperwork do you need for your professional organizing business? Now, there's a couple of things I want you to consider when it comes to paperwork. First and foremost, there are a lot of wonderful options out there. I mean, on Etsy, if you Google, there's a lot of really talented professional organizing organizers sharing what they use, their tools of their business out there. A lot of times they're for a fee, which is there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but sometimes some of those packages I've seen, they there's like 80 forms in them. I've seen, I think that was probably one that had the most amount of forms. Now, not all of those forms are meant to be handed over to clients. So, but I do feel like that's kind of more, uh, that's a little overkill, just in my opinion. Um, again, as someone who's actually run a team um, and worked solo as a professional organizer, I do have some my own perspective on this. Now, there are a couple of things I just want you to consider when it comes to forms. Number one is that oftentimes the people that are calling you to be in their home to help you work with them, they're needing some simple solutions. They are needing some solutions and some systems to be implemented into their lives and into their homes. And if you kind of go at them with too much information that can come across as feeling very overwhelmed. Oftentimes they call us when they are completely overwhelmed and we just don't want to add to that. Secondly, we don't want to add to any kind of clutter. Paperwork clutter is definitely extremely common. It's even common for a lot of professional organizers. Um, a lot of people that I, or even people I know that are super, super organized in their homes seem to have some struggle with uh, paperwork organization. So we definitely don't want to add to their sense of feeling overwhelmed. We don't want to add to their clutter. So those are just two things to keep in mind when it comes to the type of forms or tools that you're bringing to client homes. Also, on the flip side, there's definitely a school of thought out there to go 100% digital. So we're just 
texting the forms and emailing and, and hooking them up with the website and or an app, et cetera, et cetera. And, and there's definitely a camp out there that that may work for. But I will say, again, I think it's actually really common for us to sort of overlook some of the digital tools that we have in our lives. I mean, how many of us have downloaded an app or, um, you know, something on our desktop, on our computers that we've, once we downloaded it, we never looked at it again. So that can be kind of part of like all this digital noise that we have in our lives. In addition to how many marketing texts and emails do we get on a daily basis? I know email marketing is actually, I'm a big fan of it. It's definitely something that's um, very useful. But again, when you think of our clients, when you are in that moment of being overwhelmed and you need help organizing a space or you need a reminder from your professional organizer, what happens if you go over and you pick up your phone? Just put yourself in their shoes for a moment. You are overwhelmed. You're sitting in the midst of, of just a chaotic mess. This isn't something you love to do. This is not something that's easy for you to do. And your pro organizer said, well, you know, anytime you feel like this, go get your phone and go into my app or the email or text message or anything. What's going to happen? we're not going to get them to the place that we need them to be. There are way too many distractions on our phones. We're constantly getting notified. And again, the whole point of our purpose in helping clients is to help them simplify their life, not adding to the chaos, not adding to their sense of feeling overwhelmed. So that's why I don't think digital going 100% digital is a great avenue. Now you can use a combination of more tangible tools, printouts, things like that with some digital reminders. Like for instance, perhaps you go through and you send your clients a a monthly reminder on decluttering a space or, you know, some kind of follow-up program. That's fantastic. Um, That's absolutely something I would think is a great idea and would encourage you to do. But we really want something where the client, if and when they're in that space, they just have something readily available. So I'm going to go through some of the different tools and ideas, some things that I've definitely used in my business, some things that I've watched and seen other people use. Like I said, I I have quite a few friends that are in the professional organizing business, and there are some really wonderful ideas out there. So the very first thing I want to talk about is I would suggest that you create a brochure over a business card. I had business cards over the years, number one, and I still do this. I I, am better with my real estate than I was with my professional organizing business. I would just forget to hand them out. And so, or I would just forget to even put them in my wallet. I remember my team for Christmas one year got me a little business card holder. I think it sat on my desk for like two years. I always forgot to take that with me. Um, And so instead of investing in business cards, and I know they can be pretty inexpensive, I would actually encourage you to do some type of a flyer or a brochure. And here's why. First and foremost, it gives you a little bit more space um, to put your information so you can let them know like, hey, here's how to contact me. You can talk a little bit about your process because even though people think that they know what a professional organizer does, when in reality it comes time to a session, sometimes they don't quite understand. 
So for instance, one of the great things to communicate in there is how you work. Do you work side by side with your client? Do you go in and are you solo? Are you focused on the decluttering? Are you focused on aesthetics? Maybe put your process, your steps in there. Don't don't get super wordy. Um, you definitely want to kind of pare down. You don't want to give them a novel. You don't want paragraphs and paragraphs of stuff. So something like maybe in, perhaps in bullet point. A great way to do this is like an FAQ section on the back of a brochure. And that's frequently asked questions. So you can sort of put in the questions that people ask you most and with a little quick short answer. Because if somebody else has had that question, that's probably a question you're going to get time and time again. So a brochure is a really great way to sort of get a lot of information in on one spot. The other thing that you can put on your brochure is your pricing. Now, let me tell you, I worked in a large metropolitan area, and this was something we we worked with everyone. We worked with, I mean, I can drive through Las Vegas and point out houses in neighborhoods where I had a client there, I had a client there, like literally, we, we worked all over Las Vegas, all over the valley. And one of the things I remember a few clients in the more affluent neighborhoods really appreciated and said was kind of a tipping point why they chose our business over others is that I was very upfront and transparent about our pricing. So those that might live in like a nicer neighborhood might feel like they get an upcharge because of the community or the neighborhood that they live in or the area of town they live in. This is actually something pretty common and you know, nobody wants to be overcharged for something. So that was definitely something that um, clients really ref- uh, preferred and really we got a lot of positive feedback about was the fact that we were very transparent with our pricing. It didn't matter where you lived, um, what community, the pricing was the same no matter what type of client that we worked with. And yes, from time to time, I would offer special deals maybe for law enforcement or military, um, just because we're a law enforcement military family. I know a lot of professional organizers out there um, offer deals to teachers, um, a lot of things. You can certainly do that. Or if you just want to work in a specific neighborhood, you could have you could have a community and say, you know, I want the, you know, Red Rock Canyon Country Club special or something. I mean, so you can play around with your pricing, but I do think it's a really good idea to be very transparent and be able to communicate what your pricing is to potential clients. Now, one thing on the pricing, and this is something, again, I work with a lot of pro organizers on, is how to price. So the first thing that I have them do when I do the one-on-one coaching is have them do some of their homework to find out what other people are, are charging in their area. And then we kind of play around with some of the pricing using a packaging method. So I'll ask them, like, how you know, how many hours do you want to work? So it can be anywhere from like three to six hours is usually the thing. We worked in four hour sessions because if we did two sessions in a day, that's eight hours. We were just, we were gone (laughs) for the rest of the day. When you work um, in eight hours, it's not only physically demanding. I mean, it's constantly moving as a professional organizer. 
but there's a lot of brain power and mental work that goes along with it, like helping our clients just sort of navigate that and also using our creative chops, all of that. It's exhausting. And um, so I remember with our team, we were like, you know what, two four-hour sessions max. That's what we were good with. And so what we did was we worked on a pricing. So based on a four-hour session, we took that as our base pricing and then we created larger packages. And then for, if you purchase a larger package, you would get a a bit of a discount. Now, again, working with pro organizers as a coach, I always tell them, be careful. Don't discount yourself so much. Like we're talking a small, minute discount. And so we play around with the pricing um, when it comes to the packages, because I really want you to know and understand your value. And and I <laughs> I am the worst example of this. I discounted myself way too much. I mean, it was embarrassing, embarrassing on how much I discounted my services in the beginning, especially. And I, I'll be honest, it led to burnout really, really quickly. And so that's something that I definitely don't want you to face. And if these are things that you're struggling with and you would like to find out more about the one-on-one coaching, definitely just shoot me an email and I'll tell you what I have available um, for that because it is kind of nice to talk to somebody who's actually kind of worked in the field and, and been in your shoes. But but again, the brochure is a great way to communicate what your pricing is. And lastly, on a brochure, I would put one or two of your photos. So if you can go back in your phone, even, and I'll be honest, even if it's your own home, totally okay. Or if you helped your mother-in-law organize her pantry and you're like, pat on the back, my best work ever, go back, take a photo. Do not use stock photos. And again, a full disclosure, I've been guilty of this. I had a brochure and stock photos were used and from a graphic designer. And you know what? I, it, it just got into like a kind of a weird, tricky situation where clients would ask like, whose house was this? Or when did you do this? Or since when is there an ocean in Las Vegas? It just, to, <laughs> you have to be careful with some stock photos. People will really kind of zoom in and look at it. So make sure the photos that you use are your original work. Nowadays, it's so easy to run stuff through filters. I mean, you can do that because you want them to pop to stand out. It's a great thing that does attract clients, but don't don't use stock photos. Take it from me. Definitely use uh, photos of your own work. And yes, guess what? You stage those photos. This is what people don't understand a lot, especially when they see the photos on social media feeds and such. Those photos are being staged. Nobody, honestly, and I always get in trouble when I say this, but I still am going to say it. Nobody really lives that way. There are a lot of messy spots in most homes, Um, even for the tidiest of homes. The homes that I've been in that are really just perfectly appointed usually have other people that work there, and their job is to really keep that home spotless and tidy Yes, so there are some homes like that, but generally speaking for most homes, there's mess. There's a mess somewhere. Like there's crumbs in the pantry. There's an empty bag of chips or or box of cookies that no one threw away. Under the the kitchen sink does get a little um, not tidy. And yes, so 
Perhaps maybe that's your job. Again, I always get myself in trouble for this, but I've been in enough homes and I've yet to walk into a home where I'm like, wow, this is incredible, where it was just the people that live there and they didn't have a staff or help working for them. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, people don't have tidy homes, they do, but I'm saying for photography purposes, you do have to do a little bit of staging and that's okay when you're advertising for your business, trying to use the right filters, the right lighting, um, the right settings on your phone, kind of making sure everything is color coordinated, doing all of that stuff. It's actually kind of fun to do. It's a bit time consuming. But definitely, it's okay to do that. Again, it's your own work. So definitely advertise your own work on your marketing materials. Okay, the next thing that I think that you need for organizing sessions is a way to keep you and your clients on track. The number one thing that I did as a professional organizer that I had all my team do, even though not all of them used it, were sorting signs. It's a lot to keep track of, especially if you're doing like a big project. So say like a garage and you're kind of dividing the driveway out into um, donation, trash, uh, keep, recycle, whatever. What, Especially if you're working with more than one person, two in the family, if you don't have those areas marked somehow, there's going to be confusion that will happen. And one of the frustrating things that I found when I had a team for the organizers that refused to use these signs is I'd always eventually get a complaint from a client and they would say it was a little confusing or can you ask so-and-so where this was because I'm afraid that they put it in the donate pile and it wasn't donate, it was a keep, you know, it can get a little overwhelming. And again, as a professional organizer, sometimes you're like, well, I'll just remember you don't. You get into it. You get asked a lot of questions. You're sort of project managing um, a project, an organizing project. And sometimes you get a little lost or miss something. So it's really good idea to have some kind of a paperwork or form that you use. And we just use sorting signs. Keep, trash, sell, shred, donate, recycle. And I actually had them printed out and you can do them really cute. You can be super creative with them. Have your logo on them, your contact information. Have them where your clients can keep them and use them in future projects, whether you're there or not. But a great way to sort of delineate what is belongs in what spot and stuff. So again, some way to communicate during the session so that nobody gets confused and things don't just kind of, people get frustrating. Because this is decluttering, especially if it's a big project or you're working with someone who really doesn't enjoy doing it. There's a lot of emotions with those jobs. So we definitely want to, it's our job to keep everyone on track. Okay, the next type of paperwork I would have and I encourage you to have is some kind of a reminder or progress tracker or something that communicates like homework. So for instance, you've worked on a project with clients, whether they are working with you or not, and there are things that you need them to do. So say you don't have them booked for another session until for like three days, but there are things that they need to do in those three days to keep the project moving along. 
again, yes, you could text them. I think that's great. But I would use, we would use like a little reminder card or like um, a homework card. And we would always joke like clients never do their homework. Um, Sometimes that's true. Oftentimes it's true, but sometimes we'd have some really good clients. But we would just try to, again, keep it very simple and say, hey, can you run to the store and pick up these bins? Can you um, go through this box and always mark it and decide what is donate and what's keep? You know, give them a, a few tasks to, to do during the three days. Try to keep those tasks really simple for them, like 20 minutes or less. And just remind them of that too. Like these tasks that I'm leaving you to do should not take you more than 15 minutes. Because I think too, a lot of times why clients don't do their homework is because they just think like, oh, I do not want to do that. But if they know all they have to do is go through one bin and that's just going to take, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, they're much more likely to do that. So don't leave them like a ton of different bins or a huge amount of stuff. Again, think small, give them small tasks that they can do, have a way to communicate that. Maybe it's a post-it note, maybe it's that. And then maybe this is something where you combine it with a digital application, like a text message reminder, where you can say, um, remind yourself, hey, I'm going to send them a text message reminder of their of their appointment. So tomorrow we're meeting at 3 p.m. Just a quick reminder to make sure you go through the bin that I left you. Just simply um, decide what's keep and what's donate. So if it's keep, have them put it away and then leave anything that's meant for donations in the bin. So again, just like an easy little reminder, sticky notes. Um, the post-it notes come in all different sizes now. That's actually a really great way just to, again, kind of keep a reminder. So I'm a big fan of keeping the post-it notes um, in my, or I was in my professional organizing bag. And it was something that all my professional organizers had, again, for this sole purpose of just keeping people on track and keeping the lines of communication open between us and our clients. Also um, on this, you can also give something that's almost like a progress tracker. So for instance, if you are very goal-oriented and that's your method of teaching your clients, perhaps having some sort of a progress tracker where you're saying, hey, remember on August 30th, this is where we started and this is how far you've come and just having something that helps them see how much progress that they've made in a in a project because sometimes we all get there where we think like gosh have, I feel like I've been working forever have I even made a dent show them that dent that they've made show them how much progress that they've made the next type of paperwork I would um, have or, or tangible item is a way for you to remind your clients that you do accept referrals So you could have a referral program as a part of your business. Perhaps like when you first start working with them, you make a little magnet that would go on their fridge and it says something about referrals. You know, if someone asks who helped you organize your home, you know, they have your contact information right there. We, again, kind of used it. Um, I combined this. It was like a postcard. So it was a hard cardboard and it was the size of a postcard. 
And it was sort of the the progress tracker plus the reminders. And then printed on the very bottom said, we love referrals. And we actually gave, I think it was like $25 off of your next session after you referred somebody. So a way for you to help continue to grow your business. And on this postcard, I actually left some blank spaces um, and they're just to write a few notes so the organizer could write a few notes like, hey, remember to do XYZ bin, um, remember when you run to Target, pick up this product. And then that's something that they could actually kind of take with them. So when they ran to the store, they knew exactly what the organizer was talking about. So, and again, it was something they hung on to and they saw over and over the fact that you do appreciate referrals. So, and let me tell you, the referrals, that is what grew my business in Vegas. I mean, the referrals were, it went like wildfire. Once you do, once people really appreciate the work you do and how, uh, you know, appreciative they are, they will, they become your best. You want, they become your fans, honestly. They will tell everybody. And it's so crazy even up to, I haven't done it since, I haven't organized homes since right before COVID, so February 2020, and I received a referral from about six months ago, so three years later. I don't even live in the same state, and so somebody, it was like a somebody of somebody that knew me, and but they didn't, we didn't know each other well enough to know, they didn't know I stopped doing it and or didn't live in Nevada anymore, but they had received my name and number, reached out to um, see if I would help them organize their home. And I was like, this is crazy. So those referrals live in perpetuity almost. They, they kind of go on and on and on. So, and it's the most flattering way. And let me tell you, it is awesome because it is extremely expensive to market yourself. And so if you have clients that are super happy and they're telling people, I mean, that's awesome. Super, super awesome. So definitely let your clients know that you do appreciate referrals. Okay, so the next type of paperwork you may want to consider is kind of when the project is done. So perhaps you were hired for a specific space in a client's home, but we all know that it takes maintenance. So step four of my process is teach and maintain. So again, as a professional organizer, I always encourage everyone, you should be teaching your clients along the way how to maintain their space. So we're not just, I wasn't the type of professional organizer that only did the work for them. But I, again, I would, even the clients that didn't work with me side by side, I was still trying to communicate to them, hey, here's how I set up your system so that you and your family can maintain this when I'm not here. And this was, this worked really well. And it's, again, something that I do talk a lot about because I'm pretty passionate that we should be teaching our clients how to maintain the spaces. But when you have been hired for a job and the job is done and we know that they need to maintain that space and we've taught them throughout our sessions, it might be a good idea for you to have a system where perhaps you mail them a list of reminders or you go through whatever system that you keep notes for you personally for your business, like a CRM. 
and you go through and you say, hey, you know, it's been three months since I've worked with this client. Let me just remind them of some of the stuff that we talked to. So perhaps you send them an you know, email or even better, send them a little thank you note or a tangible card of some type that says, hey, look, it's been X amount of days or weeks or months since our last session together. I just want to remind you of some maintenance tips. If you need a little refresher, if you need me to go out there, then by all means, give me a call and let's get something scheduled. But again, I really like something tangible for this. There's something to be said about, and I don't know, I'm sure there's like psychology about it when you get something tangible. Think about when someone is like actually taking the time to write something out, like a a thank you note, or you've worked with a business and you actually get something tangible from them. That actually stands out a lot more than just an email. Because again, like emails, text messages tend to get kind of like just blend in with a lot of like white noise with us. But if you get something tangible, we tend to kind of hang on to that. I'm going to give you guys an interesting example of this. We moved to a small town and I, there aren't very many. um, So I have a Volvo and there aren't like the closest Volvo dealership to get things done because it's it's a complicated car I have found out I mean I love it and everything but it's kind of a complicated car especially the older that it gets and so and I think a lot of cars are now like there's codes and stuff that you have to figure out and I thought there's no way anyone in this tiny town knows how to work on this because it's mostly like Ford and Chevy dealerships and such And so when I would need to go for regular maintenance, I was having to drive um, about an hour and a half up to Savannah to go get my car done. And I was like, there's no way. Like, what happens if I need, like, immediate service? So my husband's like, well, let me call some of these local people. So the most phenomenal service. So the first one, I went in, and they were just very open and honest. They're like, hey, we don't have the codes for your type of vehicle, so we're going to send you to our competitor. I know that they do have the codes. I mean, fantastic. So we went to, and it's called Royalty, um, Royalty Auto Service, I think. We went to them and they, top-notch service. Not only were they like, yeah, we know exactly what's going on. We're going to, um, you know, schedule you, et cetera, et cetera. And I... The time that we were going, I had to end up renting a car because I was going out of town for something. So they said, "Hey, don't worry. We'll just we'll just drive your car back to your house." And so I was like, "Oh, this is phenomenal." And I think it was actually the opposite. I think we took it in, and then we went out of town for like the weekend or something. So they said, "We'll have your car back in your driveway by Monday morning." And so, um, and so. Sure enough, Monday morning came and I went, I sat in my car and they had a rose, a red rose sitting right there on my steering wheel. And I was like, this is awesome. I just got such a kick out of that. I just thought, wow, what a great little marketing thing. I mean, I was beyond thrilled that they would drive and leave my car at my house and like give, you know, put a key, the key in a safe spot, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that was like top notch service. I had never expected anywhere else. But the fact that they left that rose on my steering wheel 
Now, every single time I think about car stuff, I think about that rose. I think about the fact that they left something tangible that was just a nice little touch. And it's something that they do. It's like their thing in their service. It's just such a cool thing. Some people, my husband thinks it's a little cheesy. I think it's brilliant. I think it's genius. Because like I said, it stands out in my mind. Having that tangible item stands out in my mind. And so I think it's a really great idea for you to do something. In real estate, this is something that is very common. A lot of people will do what they call pop buys, P-O-P-B-Y-B-Y-S, pop buys. And that's where you go and you just take little items and you pop by a client's house and you just leave them something. And it doesn't have to be pricey. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can just be like a little token or gesture, something that you put some effort into. And that... Again, that helps people, it helps our memories remind people of stuff. And again, we don't want to add to clutter. So we want to keep it very, very simple. So again, some kind of a a note, even if it's like a pre-printed note card that you just kind of write in, that's okay. And it has your branding on it, it has your colors on it. That is absolutely okay. And again, you'll find that a lot of times people keep these items. Um, One last thing I wanted to share on this, or actually a couple of things. One of the things that I noticed when I started One Organized Mama as a professional organizing business, I didn't really have anything except for business cards when I first started. A, I didn't have the money, and B, I didn't know what on earth I was supposed to have. But once I started getting feedback from clients who were like, hey, well, do you have a brochure? Do you have this or that? And I started to put stuff together. It really did help boost my business because it's something that a lot of people, especially when someone's getting started and such, they they don't have that. They're just going in and they don't have something to leave. And there's like this thing when it comes to marketing that the person who shows up with the most paperwork wins the job. And again, I don't want you to overwhelm people with paperwork, but there is something to be said about that, that if you have, if you leave people with something tangible, they're more likely to remember you. But the other thing is that I even went a step further and created, and that's when I started creating my guide. So if you're in the Facebook, the the listener Facebook group, a lot of the stuff that I have in there is stuff that I would just take to clients. And I had an experience where a client got very emotional. It was just the decluttering one where we showed her that and left her with that guide. And my organizer that was doing the assessment said it, she was so incredibly thankful for it that she got emotional about it. So again, I am here to tell you these things do work. Now, are they going to work for everybody? No, not everyone is the same. But they will make an impression, they will make a difference, and they will certainly help your business stand out above others. And I'm going to leave you with this one final, final thing, and that is overall how to manage your business. You need some type of a client relation system, so a CRM, like a management system to manage your clients, especially when you get busy. Because again, your best source of referrals and future business are the clients that you have worked with in the past. So even if it's like a a Word document, Excel document, I use Google Docs because I like it kind of linked to my email. Having just all the contact information for your clients, some notes, 
some tips. Think about it if for those of you who go to the same person to get your hair done. The people that do our hair often have a lot of clients, especially if you have someone good. They have a lot of clients. So in a one-month span, sometimes maybe they see, I don't know, 50 to 100 people a month, I'm, I'm guessing. And so I've always noticed, especially when they're first getting to know you, they'll you can see them like some go check in and they're probably reading the little notes. They've kept track of something. So they're coming back and, and they're remembering something until they get to really know you. And they're remembering something. They're like, hey, so last time you were here, you were saying your son broke his leg at a football game. So what happened with that? And so it's a great way to really kind of make clients feel like, hey, you, I remember you. You're important to me. So again, even though this isn't something that is a uh, tangible tool, it is something that you can incorporate into your business. You should incorporate it into your business. You should have something. But again, it can help you. So for instance, if you set up a system where you send a monthly reminder, you can send that out there and go through and just have a checkmark box. Like, did you send everyone their monthly reminder for the month of October? And just simply go in and um, update it. So having a system in your own business is something that will help you stay organized and help you stay on track with all of these different things. So again, trying to keep things simple, trying to not overwhelm our clients who are often overwhelmed, and especially at the time where they call us, and a great way to continuously feed into your business and build it over time. So hopefully this episode was helpful to you. Guys, um, I do have the member-only Facebook group. Click on the Buy Me a Coffee link. When you click on that link, first and foremost, you're going to see some of the forms that I do upload into the group under the file section. So you can take a peek and see what's in there. The forms are only available to the members of the group. The group membership, it's nine bucks a month. Anyone can join. Um, and you can join by clicking on the membership link once you're in the Buy Me a Coffee, Buy Me a Coffee app. You can click on the membership, and again, join. There is no commitment. You could jump in, join for a few months. If you decide it's not for you, you can always um, opt out of it. No problem whatsoever with that. But I really encourage you to do that, especially if you're a professional organizer. I would love to build that community with a lot of you because like I said, I've worked with so many professional organizers over the year and just some of the most brilliant creative minds with the biggest hearts for helping others. So would love to build um, that group up and have a lot of other pro organizers out there. Um, if you have any questions, I um, you can always shoot me a quick email, oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions about, say, the group, um, joining the membership, and or if you're interested in the one-on-one -on -one coaching, you can also find a link to the one-on-one -on -one coaching, the Buy Me a Coffee link as well. And um, yeah, and join. And like I said, I love, I absolutely love coaching, and I would love to incorporate more of some fun group stuff in the Facebook group. So I hope you will consider joining us. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast.